0: What have I told you since the first day you stepped into my office? There are three ways to make a living in this business. Be first, be smarter, or cheat. Now, I don't cheat. And although I like to think we have some pretty smart people in this building, it sure is a hell of a lot easier to just be first. Get ready! Woo! We are door, tour, and we're doing it better than anybody else alive! This is the Cutline Podcast with your host, Michael Cavalunis. We are back. Dylan, you son of a bitch. And thank you, voiceover guy. You nailed the intro again. This is the best PGA DFS analysis, and it's back with a bag of new tricks. Here to tell you that if you're a person that orders fish at an IHOP, you got issues, you got issues. Phil Mickelson, PGA Championship winner, and those who saw it coming are incredibly, incredibly richer. Good for them. But we are back in Texas again. And as fun as the PGA Championship was, as great as Kepka's knees held up, and as great as Phil's win on Sunday, there might be few things that get better than this greeting. Hello, Canada. Hello, USA. Hello, Australia. Hello, UK. What's up, Germany, the Netherlands, Spain, New Zealand? A special shout-out to Avon, Indiana, who constantly lives. Listeners, putting us on repeat. Daytona Beach, what's up? Brick, the city of Brick. Not sure where it is, but cool name. Plano, Calgary. Calgary? London, Round Rock, all loyal listeners to the cut line now welcome now if you're new to the show douchebag says what 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 took you so long <laughs> and if you're coming back to the cut line welcome back to the show that delivers week in and week out we got the hot sauce hot spicy caliente flaming enchilada We're hot We're hot I'm Michael Kavlunas, at Lunas on Twitter. And the Charles Schwab Challenge is bringing a force to be reckoned with. Are you kidding me with this golfers in this field after the PGA Championship? It's surprisingly somewhat strong. Uh, but either way, we need a quick word from our sponsor. Most hot dogs don't quite make it to the end of the bun. So you're left with the end of the bun. Here you go, Ralph. That's why Hillshire Farm created bun size wieners. Kids like them because they taste great. Moms like them because they're made with quality cuts of beef and pork. And they're longer, so they fit the bun better. You get a bite of hot dog for every bite of bun. Sorry, Ralph. Bun-sized wieners from Hillshire Farm. Just look for this nice young man on the label. <laughs> okay. Well, just to clear, uh, clear things up... Um, our sponsor this week was selected by voiceover guy. So this was a lot of fun. Now if if you've got a tiny hot dog, go to Hillshire Farms. Hillshire Farms Jumbo Size Franks. You don't waste any bun. Length of the hot dog fits the entire bun. Think about it. No waste. Perfect fitting hot dog. The perfect fitting hot dog hot dog man <laughs> that's rough all right so we're going to hop right into the good the bad the ugly first the good my own personal little victory here first round leader bet first round leader bit in uh Patrick uh, or, uh Patrick Cantley uh Corey Connors called the Ricky Fowler comeback whoo he looked good Phil Mickelson is your PGA champion. That's fun to say. Okay. That's a lot of fun to say. Those were all good aspects of last weekend's tournament. The bad, no Phil anywhere. I I thought about opportunities to buy him after the first round. I chose not to. It was a mistake. I really thought he was going to fall apart on Saturday, actually. After seeing the two, two shots go right in the water, you could have bet him on Sunday at great odds right before his round started. But still, I blew that. But now the ugly. This is the easiest part of this entire tournament. No, it's not Daniel Berger. No, it's not Patrick Reed. The worst aspect of the PGA Championship, the worst was the PGA Championship app. I get it. Everyone wants to compare it to Augusta. Here's the difference. Augusta National funds its own app, has endless amount of resources. We're looking at one course, Augusta, while the PGA Championship is a rotating course. It's 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 going to change year in and year out. But the fact that they were so delayed and you couldn't zoom in on the green, you couldn't see any kind of advanced data metrics like you could, can on the PGA Tour app, which was delayed even further because of the PGA Championship app. What are you doing? You're killing... Your fan base, or or new fans, whoever it may be, oh, it was the worst part of the tournament. I I couldn't use it anymore. Deleted it off my phone after the first day. Watched it otherwise, but oh, brutal. All right, let's move on. So the cut line is here to bring you in depth DraftKings analysis of the Charles Schwab Challenge. We're gonna do the best we can. Oh, this is the worst looking hat I ever saw. Oh, it looks good on you, though. To make sure that you're cashing big on in on Sunday. In addition, we'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside sun traps, and a putt that might drop in through the back door. <coughs> yes, that is an elusive or oblique remark known as a hint. And the cut line is going to do what it does best. It's going to make sure that you have plenty of wieners and winners Cashing big, smashing big, getting everyone's favorite six-sub-six six players through the cut line. So it's Wednesday night, not quite sure where I am going to go in my lineups, and I need ownership projections. The guys I trust, Fanshare Sports. You with my own personal ownership, I know a second opinion is incredibly important. The guys I trust, Fanshare Sports and FanshareSports.com. Why? Because you're listening to the guy who does the ownership projections for FanShare Sports, So I better trust them. So if you're not subscribed, very easy fix. Go to Fansharesports.com. Fill out all your information. Get to the discount code option. Write the word CUTLINE. And you'll receive 20% off your monthly membership. Remember, ownership is a leverage not to be belittled. PGA returns to Texas and there's no better worth. Place tournament than the Charles Schwab Championship. And you are going to have some major decisions this weekend. Of course, you can find the course report on cutlinegolf.com. All your free PGA and betting needs are on cutlinegolf.com. And the best part about the course report, you have live weather. Live weather. Want to see the forecast this weekend? Looking at a forecast for the showdown, looking for wind direction. It is all there, all there in the course report. So about Colonial Country Club, it forces the tour pros to put the driver away as hitting the fairway is a must in order to have success at this track. There's no doubt that it's going to be nice to be able to hit the long ball. It always is, but any wayward shots here are going to lead to trouble and your tournament will end with a missed cut. The truth is that all style of players are in play this weekend, and it's truly going to be a test from tee to green. The scoring process at Colonial has been historically far lower than tour average. To make matters worse, the bogey rate can often be found to be slightly higher. But players are going to have to rely on pars and hot streaks to contend at the top of the leaderboard. While the course record is 61, which is held by six players... Yet, the course isn't always a scoring fest. Plenty of past tournaments have seen winners in the range of 12 to 14 under par. In 2014, Adam Scott won with single-digit 9 under par. Thank you, wind. Thank you, weather. What Colonial is both known for is the horrible horseshoe, thanks to its u like holes, 3, 4, and 5, that challenge galters plenty early in the round, utilizing dog-like lefts and rights. And everything, they phase a 483-yard par-4, 247-par-3, and a 481-par-4. T-shots lost here quickly adds to scores for golfers. As always, the main detriment for any golfer in Texas will be the win. So if the prevailing gusts fail to appear, then you're going to have a course where the most accurate are going to benefit from just being closer to the pin with shorter putts. This is a second-shot golf course. There's no doubt in my mind. You need to be able to hit these small greens and they're incredibly small by the way and you need to be able to scramble if you miss them there is plenty of undulation in the greens and the landing spots are incredibly important to set themselves up for scoring opportunities driving accuracy will be important but the rough isn't that penalizing the important thing is that you're able to have clear angle at the green and commit to your second shot and while many players think that They will lean on the par 5s for scoring, tread cautiously as two of them rank in the top half of difficulty among all 18 holes. Perry Maxwell, John Bredemus are your architects. Bermuda grass greens, 5,000 square feet, very small greens. Stimp meters about average 12 typically, 7,200 yards in length, the par 70 with six water hazards in 80. Bunkers. Past winners include Daniel Berger, Kevin Na, Justin Rose, Kisner, Spieth, Kirk, Adam Scott, Boo Weekly. The thing I notice about all those past winners, they aren't bombers. Are not bombers. So look out for those type of plays. Don't get me wrong, some of these guys can hit it long, but they're not like our A-prototypical bomber. Looking at weather. Thursday, it's windy. It's Texas. 12 to... 18 miles per hour that day gusts up to the 2025 20, range friday you get a little bit of break in the morning but not much come like around 10 11 the wind picks back up on to saturday and sunday where our relatively windy days become scoring days because the wind fades away think of last weekend so key stats that I'm looking at this weekend, fairways gain, strokes gain off the tee, ball striking, the strokes gain approach, greens and regulation gain, birdies gain. Probably want to add scrambling into that, that, that stat there. Who are the best scramblers? Courses that I find similar, Harbortown, PGA West, Muirfield Village, TPC Sawgrass, and Brook. Ooh, going to be a fun course. But the question now is who... Are we going to play for this weekend's tournament? He's two punts from victory. Only needs one. Ooh, got a member's bounce there, boys. That's birdie all day long. So welcome to the Cut Lines Birdie or Better segment, where we will go over the top tier of PGA DFS golfers all the way down through the 7K range and the guys that we are interested in playing this weekend. And before we do that, it's dance floor time. Let's go. So at this point in time, we are looking at your common build strategy for the weekend. And believe it or not, most build strategies are going to look at Colin Morikawa and Grillo in their initial startup solutions, ideas, concepts for their build strategies. And these golfers are going to be highly owned in, in a ton of lineups. So if you want to deviate, immediately start your lineups a little bit different. As always, we recommend building from the bottom up. You'll be surprised at what you come up with, what type of plays, conviction plays that you'll have, ideas that you'll have for this weekend Slate, and just the way your salary allocation will work out. So it's important that you kind of use that concept moving forward. Always build from the bottom up and not the top down. You're going to get different Lineups immediately, immediately that way, using that strategy. So continuing on, looking at the common build starting with Morikawa, starting with Grilo, you're gonna have those guys in play. Um, a lot of these top-tier guys are going to be loved. I'm I'm assuming that the lowest owned top-tier guy is going to be JT. So, if you are going to start the uh, look to get up to him at 11,000, 11K, obviously you need a top three finish there. Do you think JT could finish in that place? I'm not sure, but he would be next. And of course, your top tier guy, top price guy is 11,200. Jordan Spieth, who I think is going to have more, more ownership than we could ever believe. I think this week, ownership is going to play a key in your leverage and in your build process. Like, looking at every tier, they have sh- they have chalk, and then they have guys who are not coming in highly owned due to recent form, missed cuts, whatever the case may be. So, that's it for the dance floor. Knowing your build strategies for this week. Now, let's look at the top tier range. Jordan Speed, Justin Thomas, Morikawa, Patrick Reed, and Daniel Berger rounding out that 10K range. Jordan Speed's kind of a lock here. He's won here before, runner-up a few times. Always looks great in Texas. Not quite sure why you guys would fade him here in this position. In, in my projection models, he ranks top 20 in all three. So that's pretty impressive. In terms of Vegas, Vegas likes him as one of the top guys. He's 10 to 1 to win. So not sure if you want to bet him. Looking at my models, fourth in my confidence model, ninth in the aggregate model, 11th of the overall stat model. We talked about Jordan Spieth being back. He is back. His form is back, the way he plays is back. He looks really, really good, really solid as a play. In terms of like the last 36 rounds, seventh in strokes gained T to green, second in Birdie User Better Gained, sixth in a uh, in approach. So these are all key concepts for this weekend. And I I, I think Jordan Spieth is a good way to kind of get a top tier guy. It deviates slightly deviate a little bit differently from, you know, people who are going to most definitely try to pay down for Morikawa. Not that that's a bad option. You can eat that chalk, but I just think that there are better ways to potentially do that. So if you want to go to Morikawa, by all means, you know, you you can. But uh, I don't think it's necessary, like, the, the, the say-all, be-all winner here. Um, we haven't seen any of these top-tier guys really come out of here with a win you know, in the last eight years, so keep that in mind. Of course, that's just a trend. It's very arbitrary, to say the least, but still, you know, Jordan Spieth in 2016, I'm not sure if his DraftKings pricing, but more than likely was not in that top tier. Daniel Berger last year, not in the top tier, but that field was loaded because we were coming back from COVID and everything like that. So keep that in mind with these guys. Like, it, it would not surprise me to... Have the optimal lineup. Have one of these guys, but they'll finish second, third, um, and your winner coming from a different pricing tier. So looking at Justin Thomas coming off the miss cut at the, at the uh, PGA Championship, which I called, made some money on, bet them to miss the cut. But again, he looks great. He's solid in approach. You don't need the driver here, and I think that benefits him. Plus the fact that he missed that cut, it's going to reduce his ownership. Burned a lot of people. He was pretty popular last week, and coming in at 10%, 10% currently for ownership, it's going to go up. There's no doubt in my mind that the ownership here for JT is going to go up, so it's it's not going to go down. How much is yet to be seen, but even if it goes up 12%, 13%, I'm still going to play him. Still going to play him in my MME. Kyle Morikawa, we we know how well he fits this course. You put the driver away. You're putting on Bermuda. We saw him dominate in Florida. We've seen him dominate Bermuda-style courses. Finished second here last year, so the course history works well. And, of course, let's not forget the fact that he just finished eighth at the PGA Championship. Morikawa is going to be very, very popular for the Charles Schwab, Right? He's going to fit this course. He's going to fit the fact that like he is a solid approach player, arguably one of the best in the in the game, in terms of you know, straight on accuracy. And you're gonna be dealing with win, and he's a solid win player. So Kalamorikawa, I think, is a solid play here. He's gonna be popular, he's 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 going to be 20% owned, in, in my opinion. Do you play him? Do you eat that chalk? I think you absolutely do, especially if you're mass multi-entering. You just get different elsewhere. He's too good to pass up, and it's not in a position, or we're not on a course here where, where, where Morikawa just doesn't fit. So that, that's kind of like what we're looking at here. I I have, I have am curious about what is going to occur with the withdrawals this weekend. Right? what's going to occur with the with the schwabs withdraws and like phil just won right phil just won the pj championship he's still in the field at 8500 you have to be curious and cautious with phil like is he going to withdraw after last weekend's win just because you just won a major right he doesn't need this tournament anymore he's kind of locked in for the rest of the season next few years winning a major championship He's going to get five more shots at the U.S. Open. So you you got to ask yourself how much energy are these are players going to devote to um, the success of this weekend. So th- th- this is specifically a message for the top tier. Patrick Reed was not disappointing last weekend, was part of the core four, finished 17th. Um, I, I was happy with that finish he looked good you know on on Saturday and Sunday again he came back to play this after last playing this in 2016 where he finished 15th place he finished seventh in 2020 with an average finishing position in 11th place that has not missed a cut he didn't look necessarily like strong on Thursday and Friday he grinded at the PJ championship but he grinded enough to play very well on Saturday and Sunday was hoping for that top five top 10. Didn't get it. We got the top 20 finish. That's fine. We bet that bet him in an each way. Uh, which reminds me, guys, the best bets for, for PGA Golf. PGA Golf are the each way bets. And you can't find those on DraftKings Sportsbook. So if you only belong to the Sportsbook of DK, find other books, man. Find other numbers. Find the best odds that you can to make the most money. I've been just hammering FanDuel lately. Hammering rivers bet rivers here in illinois that's what we use um and the each way bets are just ideal they are ideal in terms of getting the most value for what you're betting so it's kind of a key concept there last guy to round out this 10k range will be daniel berger again a solid player i know people are going to be like well what about last weekend you know in the crap ass crap that was the PGA Championship finishing 75th did make the cut whatever the case may be Start just it wasn't his weekend right but we're coming back to a place where he finished first in 2020 2019 was 53rd so we had mixed results right so in this 10k range he is gonna be that low owned anomaly do you want to take risk on for a 3 max I don't know if I go back to Burger. I don't like playing a lot of guys for back to back championships but we'll see man We'll see. I don't know how that weekend worked on on Berger's psyche, and maybe coming here will be helpful for him. But the fact is, he he's not he's barely barely getting into the top ten in my approach model in the last twelve rounds, and it's it's getting better. But I don't know. We'll see. Going out of the nine K range again, you got a lot of golfers here that are are that do pique the interest from Jason Kokrak all the way up to Willie Zalatoris. Zalatoris never played here. But we're going to start with my favorite group, and that is from the 9,700 down to the 9,400. Answer, Finau, Scheffler, Corey Connors. We talked about Scheffler before in Texas, and it hasn't really come to fruition, right? The Texas boy is, is, I think it's a thing. Growing up here, playing here all the time, playing here your whole life, there's familiarity. There's comfort. But what did we see last year? His only time here at this tournament, 55th. Maybe it was the first time being here. Who knows what the case is? But the fact is, he's coming off a top 10 at the PGA Championship. Tony Fiena, top 10 PGA Championship. Answer, top 10 at the PGA Championship. Connors, top 20 at the PGA Championship. All guys I like. We've talked about Abraham Answer before, kind of breaking that cusp. The fact that he needs to win on tour, I think it's a solid opportunity for him to do so. And especially with his ability to, you know, play well on approach play well like one of the most elite approach players tony fino i i don't know if i'm going to dedicate a lot to fino i wish i had more of him at the pj championship there's no doubt in my mind but his ownership's coming in a little bit high and his recent form is suspect at best right like Missed cut at the Wells Fargo, 8th at the PGA Championship, but then you know, you had 10th at the Masters. Like, Is this a quiet good, Tony Fino where we can expect a top 10 finish? Or are we going to see some regression like, to top 25? 9,600, you need that top 10. I really do think above that 95 threshold, you need that guy to get those DraftKings scoring points based on place. Thing is, though, man, the dra- the guy's the DraftKings' dominator. Right, he, he dominates the scoring ability, and that's kind of one of one of the fun things about playing phenol. Overall stat model, phenol ranks number eight, confidence model number six, aggregate model number fourteen. I did want to mention with answer going back, overall stat model number one, aggregate model number one, dance floor, dance rank number three. So it's key to point that out. And then of course we'll round this out with Corey Connors. Corey Connors been on fire this year. Look good basically every tournament. Even last week, finishing 17th at the PGA Championship. His course history here is impeccable with a 19th, 31st, and top 10 finish in 2018. Again, remember, this is always played here. And that's three of three made cuts here in Texas. And 9,400, I think he's a lock. I think you need to play him. He's going to be highly owned, though. I mean, right now, we're looking at double-digit ownership, 20%. If that gets too high, of course, you can fade it. I, it's hard for me to fade Corey Connors at this point. I did it once, and it bit me in the ass. Um, so if you want to be part of that group that does that, by all means, go ahead and do so. Not me, though. All right, so going into the second half of this 9K range, Joaquin Neiman, Woodland, Sungjae, Kokrak. The only two that I really have a lot of interest are are Gary Woodland and Sungjae I Eamon. And, and it is nothing against, like, neiman's ability or kokrak's ability it's just that neiman's coming in at 18 percent ownership right now in our initial run through does look good for the course seventh in my overall stat model eighth in the aggregate model so i am going to play him it's not a fade by all means at all he has course history here with um you know, a, tie, a tied for eighth, thirty first, thirty second. So there, we've seen success. He he drops below that ninety five hundred threshold. So top fifteen works for me here. And of course, solid on approach, solid off the tee in terms of accuracy. But the thing I like here, it, it's the putter. If the putter gets hot, Neiman gets hot. So we'll see where that ownership shakes out on Wednesday. Kind of make that final determination about how about my exposures on Neiman. But still, solid play. Gary Woodland though. Gary Woodland and Sungjae Im are still coming in at single-digit ownership, and I'm very surprised that guys of this caliber, Sungjae especially, being so highly like so low owned. Woodland finished top ten last year, so did Sungjae Im after a miscut in 2019 for him. You look at their PGA Championship. Woodland finished top 40, while Sungjae finished top 20. So. Like There's a lot of options here that you're looking at, but both are solid at ball striking, hitting the ball on approach. We're putting the driver away for the two of them. I think that's a great thing. That, that That's a great thing, especially for Gary Woodland, that we're putting that driver away and we're getting smaller. He thrives on windy conditions in those wind courses, and that's why I like Woodland there. But Sungjae does the kind of like the same thing. They do the same thing. In terms of the style projections, this is what I like to see. Sungjae, sixth. While Woodland's 16th. And then if you look at this course specifically, Gary Woodland, fifth overall in DraftKings possession uh, projections. Sung J M, top 50, so not as well. And part of that is the miscut. cut. It kind of balances that out, but still, I'll take my chances. My confidence rank has Gary Woodland at 25th and Sung J M at 17th. So that'll round out that 9K range. Let's go down to this 8K range and. Normally, I say it's the 7K range that is your bread and butter, but I think this is where it's at. You got Justin Rose, Horschel, Hoffman, Palmer, Mickelson, Kevin Na, Kevin Streelman, Matt Wallace, Cameron Tringale, and Brian Harmon. An interesting, interesting player pool to say the least I think DraftKings did a great job of pricing this week especially coming off a major championship there were so many traps and pitfalls that you could have fell into Phil one of them you could have overpriced Phil and not made him appealing at all and I think they did a good job at pricing him where they did at just 8500 so something to point out now if you look at the power rankings and you could sort this on cutlinegolf.com And you look at the 8K range. Charlie Hoffman, Tringale, Harmon, and Strelman all cracked that top four. Followed by Rose, Wallace, Horschel, Palmer, Mickelson, and Kevin Na. Kevin Na is surprisingly bottom ranking of the power rankings for the 8K range. But still, this is the 8K range. We got a Kevin Na who has won here before. Why in God's name would you fade Kevin Na? Did miss the cut last year. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's a little bit a little bit different of a caveat with what has occurred. So. Um, but we are going to start up here. It's 8,900 with Justin Rose. Justin Rose, of course, has one year before as well as aforementioned. But looks great. My overall stat model, 26th. 31st in my aggregate model. 24th in my confidence rankings. You look at past course history, 3 of 3 missed made cuts with an average finishing position of 21st. And that's really rounded down because in 2019 he played so poorly here. Got 50, 58th place. But last year third, and then two years, three years ago first. Justin Rose got some really good course history here. When kind of looking at strokes gain recent form and what we're looking at in this range, Rose though last thirty six rounds suspect at best. Ninety sixth in strokes gain tee to green, hundredth in scrambling, twenty seventh in driving distance. So if you take away the course history, Justin Rose may not be your best opportunity here to cash in big but still it's shown historically that he loves playing this course so if we continue on looking at a kevin na kevin na again one year before walking those putts in like crazy recent form a little suspect he's scrambling very well but he's struggling obviously with like good drives struggling with strokes gained t to green another one of those guys and he fits the same caliber as as Justin Rose does. So where do you want to go? Do you want to pay down for Kevin Na? Look at the course history. He has missed cuts here before, so it's not a foreign concept to him before to to struggle. And this is after a win, right? He won in 2019, fourth in 2018, and then missed the cut in 2020. So cuts form can be possible here. He's not really in the best of form, and could be most definitely out of your lineups on uh, on on Wednesday night when you're locking it up. But the thing is the projections look so good, right? At 8400, he's 23rd for the weekend projections, 8th overall in this course projections, 26th for the tournament style projections. So, something to take in consideration. Charlie Hoffman up in this upper t- part 8700. I know we're bouncing around a little bit here. Thing I like is his just recent form has been solid. Lee Aldrich's, though, I did want to uh, point this out. His course suitability metric has him ranked 44th. When you see that, and it's kind of like contrasting to the way I look at Lee's metric, is you look at recent form this season versus like what I think Lee utilizes. And I'm only speculating at this point, is more of an overview of maybe a few years of golf. Um, so I, that's why I could see that high rating for for Charlie Hoffman, which you look at his course history here, he only has one top 20 finish. And that's in 2019 where he finished in, in 13th. Other than that, a miscut, 52nd, 24th, and 42nd. If, if you're going to get a 40 set, a 42 out of 8,700 Charlie Hoffman, you're not winning. You're not winning a tournament. If you're going to get a even a... You know, a 35th, 8,700 Charlie Hoffman. You're not winning a GPP unless you nail it elsewhere. But uh, be conscientious of that. I think there is some risk here with Hoffman. But um, the other part of that risk comes with the ownership, right? He's coming in at like 20% because of how well he's been playing. Next guy I want to mention in this AK range, two more guys actually, Tringale and Harmon. We talked about Harmon two weeks ago. He was in the core four. He missed the cut which just burned. And then this week, you're looking at high ownership, and that stems from the course history. So you're coming off a miscut at the PGA Championship. At the Wells, he finished in 18th place. RBC Heritage finished 15th. Masters finished 12th. So the miscut is obviously not like affecting the sentiment of Brian Harmon this week. So he's got an average finishing position of 20th. And that's looking at five tournaments. 23rd, 31st, 14th, 7th, and 25th. He feels home here. Oh, sorry. Harmon. Yeah, that's right. And 25th. So, like you're looking at ideal course history with, you know, one top 10. Two top 20, or three top 25s. Four top 25s. Like consistency here. It's it it's interesting to say the least. Now, Tringale is kind of an enigma. He's obviously put it together this year. It's pretty apparent that he's playing some of the best golf of his PGA Tour professional career. When is that other shoe going to drop? When's he going to return to Cameron Tringale? That's the question that you need to gauge and weigh yourself on. Course history is not kind to of Tringale. He does made the cut, but he's bottomed the barrel. And at 8100, you can't afford bottom of the barrel for Cameron Tringale. Overall stat model, though, has him in the top 10. Aggregate model, top 10. Confidence model, top 15. Here's the thing. Lee Aldrich, course suitability metric, 91st. Course style, 52nd. Tournament style, 74th, but then the weekend projections, 17th. I'm not sold on Tringale anymore, like I used to be. I'm not. And I think the public is beginning to agree on that sentiment because we're looking at ownership that's in single digit right now here in this 8K range, which is not surprising to say the least. Still, it's that name, Cameron Tringale, one of my favorite players to watch, even though he can't win on tour. to have some tough decisions on Wednesday, tough decisions come Wednesday, so Going down to that 7K range, the final tier of the Birdie your Better segment, you got a lot of golfers in this range, all the way up from Grillo down to Mr. Troy Merritt. Troy Merritt. I mean, you got a lot of names in here. Vegas, Lucas Glover, Kisner, Kazire, HV3, Joel Dahman, Sergio, Lee Westwood, Kuchar. Love Kuchar this week. I, I just think this is a Kuchar track, but... You know, we'll get more into that in a little bit. First thing, though, we are going to break down is the player pool builder of this 7K range. And again, you can find this on CutlineGolf.com. It is a free tool that we utilize. You literally can go in there and filter any pricing tier you want and see the aggregate power rankings of my models, Vegas, ownership, and a variety of other factors that you see the, the power rankings for. The point being, it's all there. You can do it. You can use it for your benefit. Currently, here's how the power rankings shake out. we'll, We'll do the top 10. Chris Kirk, Grillo, Siwoo Kim, HV3, Doug Gim. Oh, God, no. Don't do it. Matt Jones, Sergio, Lucas Glover, Kiz, and Johnny Vegas. That rounds out the top 10 of the power rankings for the 7K range. What do you notice? None of those guys are at the top. Ian Poulter seventy seven hundred. He's ranked down at the bottom, like thirty fifth. Seventy nine hundred Sneds. nineteenth. So it, it bears important to mark that these higher priced guys, like like I talked about, liking Kucher, loving Kucher, in the power rankings, he's only twenty second in the field in the in the seven k range. So so keep that in mind. So we are going to start though with Sneds. We're not going to mention Grillo right now, but Snedeker is going to have double-digit ownership. I think he could thrive here. We've seen sneds do that before. And my overall stat stat model, 25th. Aggregate model, 53rd. Confidence rank, 35th. So all those models people are looking at in their categories, he's kind of probably not going to get the ownership that we're currently projecting him at. 12% 12% seems a little bit high. I wouldn't be surprised if by Wednesday that number is taken down in the single digits. We'll see, though, how the numbers shake out. You look at his course history. Has not missed a cut in the last five years out of four attempts with two top 20 finishes at $7,900. I will take that. Um, just letting you guys know that Matt Jones, Mitchell, Poulter, KH Lee, who I think withdrew, he did withdraw. So sorry, Tommy. Can't bet first round leader KH Lee. By the way, this is a total side note. Unrelated to the slate. Get yourself a good thread. Get yourself a good text thread to give you ideas when doing DFS golf. Especially for showdowns, especially for gambling if you're allowed to. It just helps you really think the slate a lot better, a lot more clearly. I'll give a shout out to my group, man. The 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 knuckleheads and of Maynard and, and, uh, rich and, and Tom. So good job guys. You, you guys do well. We make each other money and we're proud of that. Um, got to go down now to Chris Kirk. We continue to play him at 7,600. I'm going to continue to hammer Chris Kirk Week in and week out, I know he's coming off a miscut at the PGA Championship, but still, he always pops in my models. 12th in the overall stat model, 11th in the aggregate model, 12th in the confidence model, 25th in Lee Aldrich's suitability metric, top 30 in my course style, top 15 in the projections for this weekend, top 15 in the course projections. Chris Kirk is in play, and he's in play for an each-way bet as well. Will he burn me again? Probably, sadly. But so what? I wouldn't be surprised if you see Chris Kirk on the core four on CutlineGolf.com. We'll probably go back to him. Can't avoid uh, Se si Woo Kim, the scoring prowess. Can't avoid Matt Kuchar. You know, playing a, a shorter course, which kind of suits his game with the approach games, the approach levels. It, it, recently, you've seen a turn for Kuchar, who struggled, you know, in the last 48 rounds in this field. But we've seen that a, approach play improve. uh, contrastingly siwoo kim has not we've seen kind of just this digression the other thing with siwoo that i'm going to mention because and and this could really change my perspective of him on wednesday when i'm building his course history here is terrible he does not like this course four of five missed cuts right but it's siwoo kim we we know what he can do on the golf course his recent form, though, is suspect at best, so be cautious with treading with Siwoo. He, he does tend to get to become popular. Ownership right now is in the single digits, but we'll see if people jump on them. Matt Kucher's kind of the same route. We're going to skip over Lee Westwood, Sergio Garcia, Cameron Davis, and Brandon Grace. I don't love all these plays this weekend. Sergio especially, I, I, he's just not there right now mentally. You can tell. He missed the cut. 2 weeks in a row and I thought part was on purpose to do better at the uh PJ Championship but it wasn't. He he's just he's just really in bad form with four straight miscuts. Missed, missed the Masters, the RBC Heritage, missed at the Byron Nelson, of course, then missed at the PJ Championship. So, you know, we'll jump on Sergio when he feels the right time. I don't think this course is it for him even though we're in Texas, which is now his home state, I'm still not going to buy back here. So I'm actually passing over this range because I just don't think they fit this course. I don't like them here for DraftKings scoring. You know, the only exception could potentially be someone like Cameron Davis, who, who doesn't necessarily fit this course, but in my confidence model, we're looking at 36th overall, overall stat model, 38th. So he's kind of middle tier, middle of the road. Looking at these guys in terms of recent form, strokes gain data, you know, like 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 we talked about Coocher, he's brutal, you know, recently in the last thirty six from T to Green, but this course just suits him and fits him. While for whatever reason the last thirty six Sergio's looked really good, so you got to question statistically what's going to be done here and how they're going to play, but we'll see. Cam Davis, though, the thing I like about him, you know, 29th strokes gain tee to green, last 36, 16th in ball striking, 20th in birdie or better gain, 24th in approach, 13th in strokes gain off the tee. That's in the last 36 rounds. That that goes to rank you in the top 25 in one of my fantasy national models that I utilize. So I I like seeing that from Cam Davis. You also have him coming in at just single-digit ownership and part of that is probably because he just doesn't necessarily fit this course because of his miscut last year. remember the field was loaded. So I'd like like tread cautiously with those miscuts. It, it was back from COVID. I believe it was the first event that we were back for. So, be wary. Weary. Uline, Varner, Domin, I think now with a weaker field like this is a good field. I do like what we're seeing here, but 7,400 Joel Dahman's a little cheap. HV3 7,400 a little cheap. I think these guys both have massive upside here and top 20 potential, right? Both are in the top 30 in my overall stat model. Um, HV3 specifically is top 20 in the aggregate model, which is impressive to see. Um, Looks good on approach, looks good off the tee. And in his two opportunities here, he has a miscut in the 19th place. And you look at Uline. You know, statistically, you're going to say, no, thank you. I don't want to play you. But he's got two f- top 15 finishes. Um, so, and then, of course, Joel Dahman, with typical Joel Dahman fashion, will either top 20 for you or miss the cut. So that that's basically what you're going to get from Joel week in and week out. The thing I like about these guys is that there's volatility in their game. If you get the hot putter, you're going to see a massive scoring week for them. If you get a cold putter, you know that by Friday, your weekend's probably over. Because they're more than likely going to miss the cut. So, Um, rounding out this 7K range, we're looking at Munoz, Higgs, and Kisner. We're going to just mention those three. We're not going to go into like super depth of everyone else in this range, but uh, guys I like, guys that I'm going to take advantage of. You know, we looked at the player pool builder, and Kis ranks, you know, in the top 10. So that's something to take into consideration, especially when you're when you're when you're looking at this seven K range and how big it is. A lot of people are gonna want to play Johnny Vegas, and a lot of people are gonna want to play Taylor Gooch, which aren't bad plays. So be conscientious of that. I think you're really gonna have to look at ownership on Wednesday night, FanSharesports.com, and kind of see where everyone's kind of shaken out. Uh, but one of my favorite plays though is Harry Higgs. I think Harry Higgs really fits this course so well in terms of how it's set up for his game. Now, my overall stat model, he's not popping. He's 36th. He's 41st in my confidence-ranking, 52nd in my aggregate model. But what you get here are these tiny, tiny, tiny small greens, and I like Harry Higgs on those kind of style courses. And let's not forget, man, the guy dominated last week at the PGA Championship. Dominated that major. So we're coming off some confidence, coming off like some shaky ground for Higgs. Um does fit this course well especially with the course history tournament style and at just $7200 I'm going to buy into Higgs. Last play it's more of like a conviction play in Sebastian Muñoz it's it's a gut feeling. Um cuz you look at his course history last year he missed the cut and that was his only appearance here so uh be conscientious of that. So all right, let's uh let's go down to the the next question who are we not going to play this weekend no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no 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 no! hell no can't do it so this is the cut line signature segment can't do it, won't do it, where we take the players that are double-digit owned, and we can't play them. Can't do it. And this is risky, to say the least. But I had the luxury of being able to bet him and ease my worry. But Emiliano Grillo is coming in at ridiculous ownership ridiculous initial ownership. And if experience has taught me well about Grillo, is that when he is high-owned, you fade him. And that is exactly what I'm doing this weekend for DFS. Our initial fan share run-through was like 28% Grillo. And I know that's early. And he does fit the course metrically. Overall stat mile 6, aggregate mile 7. Dance model, 16th. Right? Looks good in, in, in my overall power rankings model. In terms of, you know, this course history, this tournament here at the Charles Schwab, n- miscut last year, strength of field though. 19th, 3rd, 24th, 55th, $7,900. Other than that miscut in the 55th, I would take that. So what are you gonna do you can eat that chalk that's just screams risk to me it screams a lot of risk and I just I, I don't think that I'm going to have the stones to play a chalky grillo right now at this point in time i I, I don't think I can do it So next guy we're going to mention is Maverick McNeely, who's coming in at a high ownership clip, looking at about 13%. Again, anytime a 6K guy is projecting at double-digit ownership, it is immediate fade for me. Um, There's a reason that these guys are priced where they're at in the 6K range. You fade them. Why eat 6K chalk? Don't eat the 6K double-digit chalk, of course, unless they are mispriced. I think a lot of people are looking at McNeely in terms of the fact that his course history here looks somewhat decent at 6,900, 30-second, 40-second, but he did miss the cut of the PGA Championship. But you can use the simulation model at CutLineGolf.com to figure out who else might be overprojected for their ownership. And then my last can't-do-it here is Kevin Streelman. Of course, the guy ranks in the top 65 in the official world golf rankings, but I don't think he fits this course. Regardless of the fact that you look at just like how well he is as an approach player, his course history here really isn't that good at $8,300. He missed the cut last year, 31st, 76th, 18th is his best finish, followed by a missed cut. I just don't think he likes this course very well, right? I don't think he likes this course very well at all. So my last can't do it. Tom Hogue. First of all, of course history wise, not that impressed. Thirty third is his average finishing position when he's when you're not looking at miscuts. So a lot a lot to digest there with my can't do it's. But that's who we're not going to play. Let's take it home down to the MGs monsters and guarantees of the six k range. <laughs> Martin Pillar. He is a monster. He is a monster. Miscut, miscut. Martin Pillar. I guarantee he'll make the cut. Martin Pillar. Miscut, miscut. I guarantee he'll make the cut. Martin Pillar. <laughs> a monster. I guarantee he'll make the cut. So this is the MG, the monsters and guarantee of the 6K range where we pick the players down here in this bottom tier that we figure and we guarantee or have the opportunity to finish top 25 or better. Top 25 or better. It's a bold statement. It's the only show you're going to find this bold statement. I'll tell you that much. But thing I always like pointing out down here are cut makers. And that's JT Poston, Hogue piercey stewart robert streb danny lee lahiri and jimmy walker these guys have made cuts at this specific tournament in at least three or three three or four or five or five last attempts none of these guys are perfect with the exception of, Str- of stewart who was four of four um but another thing i like to mention with these guys jimmy walker top 25 average finishing position and he's made three or four cuts danny lee top 25 finishing position four or five cuts and then you look at someone like jt poston who's made three or four cuts with the top 25 finishing position including last year so these are keys for me um one last little nugget and tidbit you know same same thing with cut makers you look at someone like adam hadwin and we'll just include them because he's 7k but his average f- finishing position is 43rd. So that's kind of like why we're not looking at him. Why we're not looking at someone like Tom Hogue, whose average finishing position is 33rd. You know, we want that that upside score for these 6K range players. So who are our MGs after going through that like little cut list? The list is plentiful, to be frank. The list is plentiful. But, of course, we always start with our player pool builder after going through that tournament history. The six K range is never loaded. Let's let's cut to the straight. You, like you very rarely have that case where a guy is inappropriately mispriced, with the lone exception of Corey Connors at the Masters. Smaller field though. This is a smaller field too. So, anyways, power rankings shake out like this. Here's your top ten of the six K range: Luke List, James Hahn, Tom Hogue, Adam Shank, warensky Putnam, Thompson cameron champ maverick mcneely and joseph bramlett that's going to shake out that 6k range for you now what i like the players i like in this 6k range nate lashley bramlett streb rcb and danny lee we're going to look at danny lee too so these guys are none of these 6k guys that we mentioned are going to be highly owned Putnam is getting some run here at 7% ownership, but we're okay with that. But we're going to start with Danny Lee and RCB. They fit this course well, okay, historically. RCB finished 23rd last year. Now, they're both coming in in abysmal form, right? Danny Lee withdrew from the wells, missed the Byron cut, the cut of the Byron Nelson, which is one of the most easiest cuts to make. RCB did finish 21st there, so we like that, that, that he's coming off that. And like these are more or less looking at their course projections, looking at their fit within, you know, Lee Lee Aldrich's course suitability metric. I think there is some advantage here to taking these guys at sub two percent, sub one percent. Next guy I want to mention though is Stewart, who has an average finishing position of forty first for four made cuts, but. He's looking good like recently in his recent form. 39th at the Byron Nelson, 37th at the Wells Fargo, so we got two mid cuts in a row. I do like seeing that with my 6K golfers and having that upside. Justin Bramlett's going to be popular. There's no doubt about that. He he fits this course. Um if he gets that double digit ownership, of course it becomes a, a, an a, an immediate fade. But I think he's going to get steam on all the podcasts and shows. Which is really going to elevate and boost his ownership. He's not going to be a secret this week. Um, Nate Lashley, again, another guy that that I like this upside. The six K range, though, it's a lot of dogs, right? Like, there's upside here. Like with someone like Maverick McNeely, there's upside with Zach Johnson, who who's played very well here in terms of course history. You know, Luke List is underpriced based on how well he's playing, but he but he has a miscut here, so a lot of options in this 6k range tread cautiously that's my advice always with the 6k range don't go all in on somebody don't go all in that's how you get in trouble but all right let's take it home let's get out of here oh you men are all alike seven or eight quick ones and you're off with the boys to boast and brag you better keep your mouth shut oh i think i love him that's it it's over It's all over. That is the DraftKings breakdown of the Charles Schwab Challenge. Join us next week as we break down the Memorial PGA Tour event. So that'll be fun. I want to give a special shout-out to FanShare Sports, but most of the thanks, all of the gratitude goes to the listener. Thank you for spending your time with us. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's take it home, get some winners on Sunday. Cash money, go and get them.